This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, I'm Joyce Goh, together with me, Sharitz Abdullah and Julian Ng. Yesterday, the government announced that transport cost incentives will be provided for the low-income B40 group under the Health Protection Plan, now named Peduli Kesehatan Scheme. Those eligible in Peninsular Malaysia will be given up to 500 ringgit for each disease and up to 1,000 ringgit for those in Sabah and Sarawak. The incentive and the other benefits will be implemented in stages, starting with a 100 ringgit million, 100 million ringgit allocation for a pilot project in Mars which will cover an initial 800,000 eligible recipients nationwide. For some insights into this, we have on the line Dr. Michael Jayakumar Devaraj, Central Committee Member for Party Socialist Malaysia. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Michael. Hi, good morning. Good morning. So what are your thoughts on the PERKA B40 scheme? I think it's a good scheme. I think it will really help a lot of people. In addition to the benefits you mentioned, let's also talk about giving help towards buying appliances and aids that are used in medicine. Um, so things like that. And also there's a screening. They are giving, giving free screening for those above 50 years for things like heart problems, diabetes, hypertension. So these are, are, are good steps. Fully support them. And um, Dr. Michael, uh, you earlier on, uh, you you actually had some pushback comments about the um, health scheme uh, under my salam, uh, saying that uh, the two billion ringgit that was uh, donated by uh, Great Eastern Life, uh, more could be done with that. Uh, in particular, you pointed out that um, you know that that two billion ringgit should buy into the public health care system. Do you? Uh, do do these latest um, provisions or changes uh, add to any of your views on that? Yeah, I think, see, the problem with the My Salam is it actually uh, opens the population to health insurance. You know, now Great Eastern is going to get the addresses, the details, IC numbers of 3.6 million Malaysian individuals. And not all the B40 are below $2,000 a month kind of income, you know. I'd be worried, you know, that Great Eastern would try and target the top one-third of that, uh, that group and uh, entice them to top up a bit, pay a bit more, and I'll give you these additional benefits of going to a private hospital. You know, so this is the kind of thing that we do not want to see. We do not want to see one private health care expanded because... When you expand private health care, you're going to actually undermine the government system by inducing more out-migration of government specialists. And so, secondly, building you know, health insurance, private health insurance, we're heading towards the American model. They have a fractured, fragmented insurance market, you know, risk-rated insurance policies. That's the wrong way to go. It's very expensive, inefficient. So what Guaning has done is has launched us towards that direction. You see? So... Um a lot of people are saying that the government system and the public hospitals are actually priced artificially low because they're subsidized by the government. Um, is this a desirable situation where you, 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 know, you would create this kind of subsidy mentality? Sure. It's not a subsidy mentality. You know? I would argue that our wages are priced artificially low so that we can compete with other countries in ASEAN. So if you can price wages of people artificially low, 1100 for minimum wage, what is wrong with subsidizing? I think it's part of the social contract. You want to pay people below the value of their labor. And for God's sake, give them some free health care. I mean, what's wrong with that? 
Right. Uh, Dr. Michael, with regards to the insurance uh, method, now, don't you think that this, uh, this is the best way to meet the need, especially when it's able to stretch the uh, $2 billion that has been pledged by the uh, Great Eastern Life uh, for the next five years? No, there are better ways. I mean, let's say we got the $2 billion, we could have put that into a fund and use that to pay for all the aids and autostatic devices, uh, plates, screws, uh, lenses for cataract, stents for heart, for the B40 or even for the B40 and the M40, you know, without them bringing them into the insurance market. So you could use, you could accept the $2 billion and use it to supplement, uh, like, much like what this, this, this uh, new uh, Perker scheme is doing. But Perker can't do it for the whole population, only do it for 800,000 families because that's what they have. But if this other money were to come in, to do it for a larger number. That I think I would support. But to use this $2 billion to increase the market for Great Eastern and to push people towards private health insurance, I think is in the long run a, a, a negative thing for healthcare in Malaysia. Dr. Michael, um, can the scheme be tweaked to rule out private hospital care? You see, right now, the scheme, the My Salam, doesn't actually require them to go to private. It doesn't. No, but I actually make it mandatory uh, that if something happens, uh, public hospitals have to be used rather than giving an option. All right. That is, but I don't think that solves the main problem. The main problem is now you have 3.6 million customers, new customers for Great Eastern. And there's nothing stopping Great Eastern from enticing some of them to pay a top-up thing so they can get some uh, extra care from private hospitals. But we're opening the market for health insurance by doing this. That is the danger. Not this this particular step. This one step is not the danger because 8,000 given, you can't go to private and get very much treatment for 8,000. You got cancer, you go to private, you can't even, you can't get any treatment at all, you know. Not not enough. Let's say you get a heart problem, you want an angiogram. That itself will cost more than 8,000. So that's not a big issue. The issue is, Great Eastern now can now target these people, the richer among them, and get a top-up policy. You know, they can work with private hospital chains and say, give me a discount, I've got so many customers, and try and wean people off government system, push them into the private thing. That's what I see as a danger. Dr. Michael, do you have any suggestions as to what the government can do with regards to this? I think the first suggestion I'll make to the government is please consult the other stakeholders. You know, the My Saham thing, or My, My Salam, whatever they call that one, wasn't even discussed with the MMA, for God's sake, you know, let alone the party socialists, you know. And the health uh, NGOs around who've been talking about it, asking for appointments, and it were not consulted because there's a lot of work being done. And the people saying that if you want to go and introduce insurance as a source of financing for healthcare, it has got to be the model that, say, Japan, uh, that, that uh, Korea follows, where it's, you know, it's community-based, it's not risk-rated, the single-payer, uh, something like EPF, it's not profit-motivated. Not the American model, where it's a fragmented, for-profit model that tries to wean, you know, weed out people who have health issues and only ensure the well. So, so I think those kind of things should be taken on board before you try and push Malaysia down the line towards private health insurance. That wasn't uh, done. There's no consultation. 
Okay, thank you, Dr. Michael, for your time. That was Dr. Michael Jayakumar Devaraj, Central Committee Member from Party Socialist Malaysia. We'll be looking at the business headlines next, so stay tuned to BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.